Big thanks to this week's Haunted AF sponsors, the Gen X This Is Why podcast and the Haunting Unearthly and Paranormal Stories podcast. Welcome to the Haunting Unearthly and Paranormal Stories podcast. Each week will be a different event, whether paranormal or some other strange and unexplained happening. Maybe even a haunting located near you will be examined and relayed to you. These events and stories are based on events and have been given to us by the people who experience these events in their own lives. These weekly journeys we take together will lead us down deserted roads, into the deep and dark forests, and through the doors of buildings we should not enter. Pull up a chair and join me as we take a step into the unknown here on the Haunting, Unearthly, and Paranormal Stories podcast. Just remember, believe those that you choose or believe in none. It is your choice. I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. Like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy, like a tent pole. But there's nothing there. And I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. <laughs> this little boy told paranormal investigators, apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. <laughs> so that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real good stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. <laughs> I thought I was going to jump in. I know. <laughs> like I did a couple of weeks ago. It, we've been doing this for three years. <laughs> right? Three years, and I still forget how to do the intro. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Anyhow, coming up, we have got an amazing story about the Shanghai Tunnels Ooh. out of Portland, Oregon. And then Alexis wrote to us about her grandfather's haunted farmhouse in South Africa. Nice. We got pictures. Oh, it's so awesome. I can't wait. Don't forget, we are continuously posting exclusive content on our Patreon pay, Patreon page, not Patriot page. That's a different website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not ours. That's not ours at all. Um, so if you've binged everything, you can find plenty of other stuff on our Patreon page, including the new weekly Patreon pregame, uh, patreon.com slash haunted AF. First of all, we have to share this email from Jessica. She says, hi, ladies. I have a story that involves both a dream and something spooky Ew. on the side of the road, or in this case, in the middle of the road. After spending the day shopping with my aunt she was bringing me home around 10 p.m can i just say hell yes to cool ants uh-huh. you shopping and i both cool yeah we're both cool ants i agree uh while we were driving i told her about a dream i'd recently had about a, that specific stretch of road in my dream there were people dressed in black and skateboarding around my car as Ew. if to taunt me while i tried not to hit them she joked and said she'd keep her eyes open for rogue skateboarders not even 30 seconds later in the same stretch of road where my dream took place. Two men with long black hair, dressed in all black, were walking right down the center no. of the road. We both screamed and my aunt quickly cut the wheel to avoid them. We're both convinced that had I not mentioned the dream to her, she might not have been <gasps> as alert and someone could have gotten seriously hurt. Not sure who they were, but 16 years later I still get chills thinking about it. Thanks for the awesome podcast and always giving me a good laugh uh, on my work commute. And again, that's from Jessica. Then Jessica went on to say, also I grew up in an area of Massachusetts called the Bridgewater Triangle. 
Ooh, I like the name. Yeah, not sure if you're familiar with it, but there's so much spooky stuff there. Ghosts, cults, murders, UFOs, and little creatures called puckwedgies. So just in case you're ever up for some spooky research, again, that is the Bridgewater Triangle, which we got to fall down this freaking rabbit hole. No kidding. And I looked, puckwedgies. And you know what they are? What? They're little forest people, two to three feet tall. (laughs) And they're like furry. And they've been around forever. They're not cute. No. But um, they've been around like Native Americans told stories about them. Huh. But this stood out to me because we've had multiple stories about the little forest people lately. But in every culture. It's like a different name. Right. And Puck Wedgie, I had never heard of this before. And they're famous in like Massachusetts and Delaware. It's like Puckwedgie. Is there a Texas version of this? Um, I don't know, but I'm keeping the name. I know, I love it so much. Puckwedgie. Puckwedgie. Sounds sounds a little dirty, honestly. Oh, and sorry guys, my (laughs) cats are just meowing for no no reason. Just walking through the house bitching, just meow. So if y'all hear that, it's not a ghost. Sorry. So this comes from Isaac. He says, Hey guys, I'm a truck driver and it literally took me only a week and a half to listen to all of your episodes. Thanks, Isaac. That's impressive. Here's my story. I grew up in Pleasant Grove and was a troubled teen. I was 15 and would argue with my mom on a daily basis. One night, my mom was complaining to my dad about something I had done in school. Things got heated, so my dad went to sit on the front porch, and I followed him to plead my case. Randomly, a guy rode his bike up our driveway and asked for directions for 7-Eleven, which was a dumb question because everybody in the hood knew where it was. My dad gave him directions, and then the guy asked for a drink of water. This was in a really bad part of town, and my dad wasn't going to let him in the house, so he told him he could drink water from the hose. The guy bent down to take a drink and turned to look at me. I swear to the good Lord that his eyes turned tail light red. It felt like he stared at me forever. Then he got on his bike and rode down the driveway. The other part I can't explain is when he turned onto the street, he passed by a Jeep but didn't come out the other side. Oh, what is that? Then my dad said in Spanish, you see that? Keep on with your shit. In, his, <laughs> in, in Hispanic culture, fighting with your parents is a big sin. And it's said that creepy things like this will happen when children disrespect their parents. The fact that he saw it too freaked me out even more. Every now and then, when I feel like it was a dream, I'll ask my dad if he remembers, and he does. Oh. Love your podcast and how it scares the shit out of me when I'm delivering overnight. Thanks again, Isaac. So why don't we have this in our culture? Not that I want demons riding bikes up to my house. but I mean, that's a good way to scare some kids. Yeah, if it's going to help me keep my kids in line, then yeah. Let's do this, right? Yeah. He's kind of like Krampus, you know? (laughs) Krampus on a bike. I think we should normalize Krampus, by the way. (laughs) Okay, so this one comes from Stephanie. So I went on a ghost tour to Goatman's Bridge two years ago and honestly didn't experience anything paranormal. Mm -hmm. Maybe because my then boyfriend killed the mood by laughing the whole time. Don't do that. If you pay money for it, allow people to get scared. I hate that. I was so annoyed. Shortly after the tour, I started to experience sleep paralysis, Mm -hmm. which I had never experienced before. The first night I could see and feel someone standing next to my bed, but I couldn't move. The second and third nights, I felt like somebody had put something over my nose because I couldn't breathe. (gasps) I was so scared because I started hearing noises in my kitchen, too. Like somebody was messing with my cabinets and my TV would turn off on its own minutes after I turned it on. I ended up saging my place and had my grandma bless it. The activity stopped eventually, but I will never go on another ghost tour again. Oh, and I've heard you talk about fans experiencing paranormal activity after listening to your podcast. Oh, no. But I listen to you guys 
was at work. <laughs> so she doesn't need to worry about it. Well, oh, no. then the other morning I was in the bathroom and the paper dispenser went off on its own. Oh, no. You have to put your hands underneath that thing for it to go off. So I turned my little butt around and I found a bathroom on a different floor. And again, that's from Stephanie. And we haven't. We haven't gotten a haunted by haunted AF story in a Not while. Not Yeah, you're right. I think it's all just happening in my house. Yeah. <laughs> haunted AF is brought to you this week by the Gen X This Is Why podcast which re-examines the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our youth. Jenny and Amy are your hosts. They're sisters and occasionally mortal enemies as they hash out the pop culture moments that shaped us. Like right now, they're dissecting Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) That's awesome. It's like watching Little House on the Prairie with your girlfriends. Check the bonus episodes too where they discuss choice Gen X moments like Cabbage Patch Dolls, Children of the Corn, and the Golden Girls. I knew you would be excited about that one. They even interviewed Karen Grassle, who played Ma on Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> She's still alive? Yes, yes. Wow. She looks great, too. The Gen X This Is Why podcast is like hanging with your buddies at the mall in the 80s, talking about Love Boat, War Games, and Millie Vanilli. <laughs> They've got a Patreon page, too, where they just did an episode on Night of the Comet. So check them out anywhere you find podcasts at patreon.com backslash Gen X This Is Why and follow them on Facebook as well. That's the Gen X This Is Why podcast. Uh, so this one, next one comes from Alexis. Hello, Julie and Rebecca. I am from South Africa, and I want to start off by saying I love, 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 love your podcast. Thank you, Alexis. Seriously. I cannot get through my day without you and have been putting off telling you my stories for months. I'm going to start with my grandfather's haunted farmhouse that's been sitting abandoned for 50 years. Wow. When I was seven years old, we went to visit my grandfather's farm for a holiday. It's where my mom grew up as a child. The family who lived there before grandpa was twisted beyond anything. I don't know if they thought their five-year-old son was possessed, but they turned his room into a cell, barricading the windows and locking him in there for most of his life. No! That's horrific. At some point, the boy got his hands on a bottle of what he thought was juice, but was actually battery acid. His mother begged the father to take him to the hospital, but he refused. Instead, they locked him in his room and he died the next day. Mm. So the first night we were in this house, nothing much happened except the alarm went off for no reason. The second night, the bathroom light turned on by itself, but the third night was when it really started. My mom woke up to what she thought was me tripling down the hallway to come sleep with her. I always did that when I had a nightmare, but obviously wouldn't be putting this part in if it were actually me. True. Mom went to check on me and saw that I was fast asleep in my room across the hallway. She tried to go back to sleep, but heard it again. This time, upstairs. The same sound of bare feet running back and forth across the hallway. We went home the next day and forgot about it pretty quickly. The next time we went to Grandpa's house, we were all woken up by the noise upstairs. This time, though, along with the running, it sounded like a gathering of people chatting and clinking their glasses. We were all petrified, but nobody was brave enough to go check it out. I well, yeah. You. Uh, the next day, we said this packed our bags and went home immediately yeah good call yeah we were intrigued but not stupid my grandpa said that when he was a little boy growing up in the house he often saw groups of people standing around outside when he'd come home from a walk when he asked his parents who they were they always said no one was out there Mm. love you guys and take care alexis okay so this farmhouse has been sitting abandoned 50 years for 50 years alexis sent us photos you just look at the pictures you're 
like, like it's haunted. Ugh, it's definitely haunted. Definitely. Ugh. So stinking creepy. Go to hauntedaf.com. Look in the blogs. This is episode seven, season seven, to go check out those pictures because they're amazing. Okay, so this story comes from Brian. Hey, Julie. Hey, Rebecca. It is Brian. I have another story for you guys. Also takes place in uh, Oregon. So underneath the city, there's the whole underground um, known as the Shanghai Tunnels. If you don't know what Shanghai is, it was all the bars and the downtown area had trap doors and all sorts of shady, shady things happen there. Basically, there would be one person they would drug and once they were intoxicated enough, they'd signal the bartender and he would pull a lever and that person would drop, the door would shut, no one would know. The Shanghaiers would then sell them to ship captains and they would just be put to sea. So over the past 20 years, they've been renovating them and now they're doing tours there and haunted tours because of all the people who've died down there. So for one of my buddies, it was his birthday, he wanted to go on a tour and so we went on a big group tour and we're walking through and, you know, they're telling us all the things that went down there. There was gambling, prostitution. I mean, you name it and it happened there. So getting close to the end of the tour and they bring us into this one room and there's this like old boarded up solitary confinement style shack. And uh, I'm at the back of the line waiting to go through just kind of seeing how it feels to be inside of it. And I keep my keys on a like snap bolt keychain. So it's just hooked onto my belt loop. Well, I had it tucked into my back pocket so it didn't jingle and jangle and whatnot. And I'm the last one in there and we're walking through and I actually feel my keys come out of my back pocket and lift up and slap me in the back of the leg. So I immediately turn around and I find that there's no one behind me and there is nowhere it would have gotten snagged the closest person i can see and they're like five feet away you know something was trying to get my attention grab my keys and they you know smacked me right my behind and uh <laughs> yeah hope all is well and uh love the fact that you thought it was the band-aid man and now all i'm thinking of is a man covered in flesh color band-aids yes. and running down the street have a great day, and I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Yeah, he's the so one justified who's, right now. <laughs> he sent us the Band-Aid yeah, Man story. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> so the Shanghai Tunnels. Oh, okay, so I've been to Portland, did not know this existed or was even a thing, and I'm sad that I missed an opportunity to go and, like, tour one of these bad boys. They, it looks amazing. Oh, Again, go so find cool. the companion blog, and we'll post links because the photos are just incredible. And a lot of port towns have these weird kind of catacombs. Uh -huh. There is some some debate about whether or not these tunnels were used for Shanghai. Like Shanghai was a real thing, uh -huh. uh, but they didn't always like use trap doors or whatever. They just right. get you drunk and drag you off somewhere. And right. like next thing you wake up on a ship on your way to China or whatever. Yeah. And uh, cause I know they have them in Savannah as right. well, but the catacombs in these tunnels are real and they were definitely used for like nefarious purposes, no matter what. And they're haunted as hell. Holy 
shut I know, we've got to go. It's so, I don't think they're open in Portland right now, though, because I looked it up. I was, like, checking to see, like, if people were still taking the tours, and I didn't see any available tours right now. So to all of our friends who are in Portland, if you take the tour, if you have in the past or whatever, let us know what happened, because it sounds like. Oh, they sound freaking awesome. Super amazing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Don't forget, you guys, about the companion blog that Julie just talked about, hauntedaf.com, where we share all the links, all our pictures, videos, everything that you've heard today, you will find it at hauntedaf.com. And while you're there, hit up our uh, online merch store. Look, I'm wearing my Haunted yeah, AF sweatshirt. I feel Yay. so bad. I'm not, I have not this season worn any gear. Well, I haven't either. This it's is my first too, day. It's too tight. My sweatshirt's too tight. Come it's on. too tight. Because I'm fat. No, no you are <laughs> not. <laughs> you, girl. No, you are not. Uh, again, that's hauntedaf.com. And keep sending those stories. Yes, please. please. Yeah, we haven't gotten many voice memos lately. And we really like the voice memos mm-hmm. because <laughs> people, when they complain about us uh, in our reviews, right. they will say that they fast forward through us talking and that to get to I the story. I that one. From, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, more than one, honey. More than one has said that. I got to fast forward through those bitches so I can get to the people telling their actual stories. Weirdly, so, I'm kind of proud of that. I know. Like, so. you hate us so much <laughs> that you go out of your way to fast forward for the whole 30 seconds that we talk in between a story. Yeah, but they still listen. They listen. That's true. We're still getting your money, so, so suck it. Well, no, they're not paying for this, oh, but... <laughs> But send those stories. <laughs> That's why we need the voice memos. Send those to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can use them on season seven of Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. <laughs> Julie, you talked for like five seconds. I, it's too much, Rebecca. <laughs> like they just for can't, I can't handle it. <laughs>